and Root, a podcast about a couple of guys that enjoy sharing thoughts and going deep into conversation. Take us and Root to your next destination. We are never running out of topics. En route, we are doing a podcast here. My name is Thomas Stott, sitting virtually alongside my coach, Dr. David Welch. Hello, David, over in Maryland right now. I'm in Colorado. How are you doing, buddy? I'm doing good. How about you? I am fired up to be podcasting with you. This is something that I feel like has been a long time coming with all of our nerdy conversations while driving places or working on side projects. So I'm pretty fired up, and I think probably the best thing to start with is just to give everybody a little bit of background on who we are, what we do, and why we're doing this. What do you think? Yeah, that sounds like a good place to start. Cool. So I know you're still in Maryland, and uh, you have quite an interesting job right now. I I think you know our jobs, even though we're in different lines of work, they they all revolve around research, which is, I think, how you and I govern just about everything that we do in terms of being rooted in science, which is, I think, has been part of the reason why we bonded so quickly is we're not just willy-nilly going about things. So I guess uh, I guess let's let the people know what you do, and we'll kind of go from there. Yeah, yeah. So when I'm not... Um... When I'm not running or coaching, which takes up a fair amount of my life, I'm the director of science and technology at the Good Food Institute, um, which, um, if people don't know, is a, well, you can find it at gfi.org, but it's, in short, a nonprofit that's using um, food innovation and markets to accelerate the transition of the world's food system to plant-based and cell-based meat, eggs, and dairy, which we can... I'm sure talk about in more detail in a future episode. Absolutely. No, it's, it's easy to go down uh, several different rabbit holes uh, on any number of topics that in that regard alone. Yeah. Perfect. I have been wearing a number of hats over the past couple of years myself. You can say that again. Yeah. <laughs> As I said before in Colorado is where we landed three years ago, but I just moved out this year, formally away from the Western medical field um, in physical therapy into functional medicine, naturopathic, holistic type approach to health and wellness to last week when, as you know, I started teaching sixth grade science at an Adams 14 school in Colorado, just north of Denver. So a whole bunch of pivots and shifts, but all for the better and trying to i'm trying to figure out that dharma i'm looking for that purpose coach (laughs) and how's that first week of teaching been so it's been you know what that is a perfect question because i haven't been able to talk to somebody yet about this 
is a perfect analogy. Teaching is an endurance race, 100%. You got to be fired up and be able to stoke the flame all day long. And it cannot be run solely on coffee or I think you would explode. (laughs) So I'm pretty sure I got into ultra running to sustain uh, this possible teaching path that I'm on, that I'm having a ton of fun, but it's, you know, you're just on, you got to be bam, bam, bam. It's, it's, so I feel like I've adjusted really well. I've also had a, a super, super supportive team. Shout out to my Bobcats at Kearney middle school um, in Commerce city. They've been, they've been wonderful and very accepting, which for me, uh, you know, um, and I'll tell everybody out there, I'm a very self-critical person. So having them welcome me in has, has been pretty cool. That's sweet. Awesome. Yeah, it's been a ton of fun. And then I know I have one race left this season. It's coming up in a couple weeks. Yeah, it's coming up. And like, can we talk about this bike commuting for a moment? Yeah. Okay. So I, I have, and just like you mentioned in, in some feedback post run this morning, but figuring out how to balance this Pandora's box of how much cycling is is too much and where's that sweet spot is I, I think it's going to be good and challenging but man I have this buddy his name's Matias Palavacino he still lives in the DC area um, he just won age group nationals at uh, USAT no USAT USA triathlon age group nationals is what he just wow. won and I would now this kid is this guy is so naturally talented and skilled but I remember, and I'm thinking I need to I need to reach out to him. I remember about 15 years ago, he was working uh, and commuting from like Alexandria or like somewhere in that Northern Virginia area up into the city. And it was about a nine mile ride. And with busy life, you know, you're going to have to get to work. I, I want to say that that's why he won age group nationals. I'll step up on a limb. <laughs> so I'm going to become like the biggest bike advocate. Um, I know you're a big fan of the bike too. You've gotten on and logged quite a bit of miles. Like annually, you have a, a running hiatus that you take, right? That's true. Usually every um, sort of mid-December to early January, I take a running hiatus. I'm, I'm actually on one right now that's um, not um, – not uh the timing's not so great but it's um there's going to be some biking involved and we can we can talk more about the the reasons i'm on a hiatus um a bit later absolutely the when you now when you go out i, I i'm pretty sure you're a road person right like you take a road back out and, and yeah on the roads in frederick county mm-hmm yeah, there's a big move in the bike world to gravel racing. Have you heard of this? Yeah, I've. Um, there's there's some really nice gravel roads um, pretty close to where I live that I've been um, wanting to get out on, but the the bike, my road bike, just isn't isn't set up for it. But um, yeah, I'd love to do a bit more gravel road um, riding. Yeah, for sure. I feel like it's this natural tendency to get away from cities and people. Obviously, the cars is a huge thing. But for these roadies that aren't quite digging, you know, the technicality of a of a trail uh, on a mountain bike to be able to make a pretty smooth transition, it seems to be something that's really picking up a uh, picking up a lot of steam around the country. I know Gravel Worlds was just in Lincoln, Nebraska yesterday, 
So pretty cool stuff. Lots in the endurance world going on. I think, mm-hmm. I think this is a cool time to be involved in any way um, in the endurance community, whether it's cycling, swimming, walking, hiking, running uh, as a participant or a coach. I just think it's, it's, would you, would you say it's an endurance boom? Kind of like we had the jogging boom. Would you say there's, there's a big, I feel like there's so much momentum. Yeah, it seems like it. There's um, it's definitely a trend to people getting out to do longer and longer types of events, whether that's, like you say, swimming or, or just hiking. Um, big trend to FKTs as well, right, in the running. FKTs, yeah. Running world, point. yeah. Yeah, I know. Uh, I want to say, yeah, FKTs. I'm just I'm trying to think because when I go – and I coming from you know a little over fifteen years in the physical therapy world, and interfacing with people that have just started running and maybe picked up an injury from an inefficiency or immobility or a host of things. And you know what's that? What's that thing that comes out of the new runner's mouth? Like the marathon, right? The marathon. Mm-hmm. And for whatever reason, I mean, I would always butt up against that a little bit and say, you know, we don't. That doesn't need to be your entry point, but. For whatever reason, I don't I don't find myself uh, butting up against that as much. If I have a new person that's like, I want to do an ultra marathon. <laughs> In my eyes, I'm like, go into the mountains, go do it. <laughs> you know, maybe because it becomes with with less pressure. You know, in terms of like everybody seeing you, and it's more of like a journey. Do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, I th- I think I mean I I started out in doing. Um, road races, um, you know, started with probably like most people did some 10 Ks and half marathons. And then I did my first marathon and I, I love the, um, I love the distance and I love the training, but I think there's, um, when I made the transition to doing like mountain ultra races on trails, there's just, um, for me at least. And I think this is probably why a lot of people are gravitating to that that type of event is that it's you're just a bit more free out in those races even though there's you know maybe a couple hundred other people around um from a lot of the time you're by by yourself in really beautiful surroundings and um and there's just a different vibe as well you know there's um if you've ever hung around at the finish line or even an aid station at an ultra, um, it's a, it's a sort of, everyone's just hanging out, um, chatting, supporting everyone that comes in, helping everyone that's passing through an aid station, whether you know them or not. And, um, I think that's that type of vibe just pulls a lot of people into that. Um, those, those, those types of events. And I, I don't think it's just in the running space. Um, I think that's, that's true in, you know, the long distance biking and, um, other types of events as well. No, absolutely. I, I kind of feel the same thing and it, I've had the privilege of being alongside some really energetic and positive, uh, trail people when aid stationing at a road marathon. And I felt like our aid station was just bananas. If I felt like we brought all that crazy trail <laughs> energy and people at the end were coming up to us and the, finishers area and they're like i have never seen an aid station like that before you know it's just this <laughs> uh infectious you know almost type of 
contagious energy that was present. Yeah, I quite like the, um, I mean, the, I enjoy, um, the tranquility of the, of, uh, an ultra trail run, um, in between the eight stations, but I, um, I think it's always nice to have, to look forward to that, that energy, um, you know, every, however long, however many miles it is between eight stations, right? Like somewhere between five and 10, but to kind of be out in the total silence of the mountains. And then, you know, you kind of crest over a, over a hill, you come around a corner and you start to hear like a bell or someone yeah, shouting, right? Exactly. You, you, maybe you're still like a mile away or something, but um, you, you already feel that energy and then everyone just kind of, it's like a pit stop, right? Everyone sees you coming and they kind of, everyone jumps into action and helping you out as, as, as much as they can. I think a little bit too, uh, you know, I was talking to somebody about running and they asked me to describe a whole, a handful of events and things and, and important types. I was doing a little interview for somebody and when I got to talking about a run I had last year up when I was a little bit exposed and a snowstorm came in quickly and I was just a little bit nervous. She said that's when I was smiling the biggest as I was telling this story. About, and now I was totally safe. I had a cell phone. I had a GPS monitor. I had food and I had a jacket, right? So I was safe. But I think in the in the ultra run, it's a little bit of that unknown where you're like, if, I'm not, if I don't stay dialed into this here, I could, it could be yeah. some trouble. So maybe that taps into that aid station component of hearing the people and all of a sudden being excited for some, some forms of life. For sure. Yeah. I think that's, um, I mean, certainly one of the reasons I like to run in general, um, but particularly these longer races is the, is that sort of the ability of those the either the environment you're in or the distance you're running and the time you're spending out on the trails to push you to a place that you've um that's uncomfortable right um i think that's um why a lot of people like these types of events if they're up high on a mountain and um you know um it's in in amongst the trees and you're not sure if you can make it um but your mind um wills you forward and pushes your legs and you and you get there it's um but to get to that place where you feel like that and you're not really sure if you can do it um but you you do it is i think what what people love what i love certainly and um and what brings you back for for more right 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 and bringing you back for more is perfect because i was trying to pen this whether it was going to be a blog post or just something on instagram i'm not sure but I sat there the other day and I was thinking about my favorite thing in high school to run was the mile. I legit thought I was going to be like the next miler <laughs> hopping in a, a mile freshman year of spring track and almost passing out uh, as I crossed the finish line. It just, I fell in love with it because I could go and blast for four laps and change and really kind of find a new space. But I found the older I've gotten, I almost want to keep exploring for longer periods of time. So this four laps mm -hmm. where you run in a circle and end up in the same place. When we go out and run these longer races, we still end up in the same place. The journey is just, you know, it's a whole new thing on its own. 
Yeah, unless you're doing one of those um, <laughs> those multiple lap races like you did earlier this year. Right, right? yeah, 0.82 miles times 61. <laughs> or yeah. if you're my buddy Jeff, times 120 and change. How'd that first lap go for you at that race? Yeah, so I went out and uh, chased Kyle Piatari, who I, I, I knew was legit when he took his shirt off at the starting line, which almost prompted me to until... I was like, you know what? My wife already thinks I'm borderline, you know, kind of dumb, right? So if I do that <laughs> when she's out here with my kids and it's snowing, you know, let's just uh, let's just bottle that up for right now. And uh, and yeah, I, I found out who he was about a quarter mile in when you know, I was hanging on by a thread, and that thread snapped about a, half, a little over a half mile in. But yeah, that first lap, you know, I do not suggest. To anyone listening to this, if you're running a 50-mile race, to flood your body with lactate in the first, uh, you know, minute and change. So that wasn't that smart, but you learn, right? Maybe, maybe. Mm -hmm. You got to do it. You got to do it at least once. Yeah, right. Next time I'll go shirt off. <laughs> yeah. So we know there are a bunch of other podcasts out there, and there are certainly other running ones. I think we have... A pretty cool school skill set, pardon me, that, that makes us a bit unique. I think, as I mentioned earlier, with our approach to thinking, you know, we tend to be on the same page with research, which isn't that crazy. So we're going to research to find out what works. But I think we have some level of innovation between us that I feel like each week we churn out another like really good idea, not just something that looks good on paper, but it sounds good. And that, and it seems to at least anecdotally work. Would you agree? I think you're right. Although I'm struggling to remember what my good idea is from this week. <laughs> Maybe it'll come to me in a few minutes. It, it, pro it probably will. Hopefully it will. If not, <laughs> that's why I have, Hey Siri, create a note uh, dialed into my phone at all times. Yeah. So we have, I think probably uh, it's worthwhile to give a little shout out to our families who make all of this craziness happen um, and surely keep us grounded and, and somewhat sane. So no doubt. you have your, your house is a touch busier, I guess, between animals and kids. It's not that different, but you want to talk about your family a little bit? Yeah. Um they're actually, well, the humans in my family are um, all out um, camping tonight. Um, so I'm here alone with the non-humans. Uh, we have three of those, two dogs um, and one cat. Um, one of those dogs has been my running partner for a number of years. And the younger one is um, training to, to be able to How's that to been going, so, the training um, with the... Uh... Good. You know, it's... Um, you know, I have um, I have three three boys, um, ten, seven, and four, and two of them, the the eldest and the youngest, are um, early birds like me. So they they wake up super early to my my wife wife's annoyment, and then um, and my but my middle son, he'll he likes to sleep in, and this young dog, um, she is not an um, early morning dog, which is somewhat unusual for dogs, I think. So she's not quite uh, yet so happy about waking up early and going for a, 
a run in the morning like my my other dog which is not what i was expecting but once once she's out there she's uh she, she's she loves it. Hey, are you a uh, pretty sure you're super yeah. more, uh, superhero marvel movie fans i'm just thinking oh, yeah. of teenage groot is that what it's kind of like wake wake trying <laughs> yeah. to wake her up so olivia is the older dog right olive olive, olive. and then yeah. mabel i want to say yeah, Mabel. Mabel is the. Is I had the, the, I had the pleasure yeah. of staying so, out there at that at the at the residence this past March. Yeah, we got out for a short run. I remember. I think you were just um, you were just recovering from a race, right? I don't remember which one yeah, it was. Now, it was, um, a race out in Greeley, I want to say, or Moab, one of the two. But yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's right. But yeah, so I'm uh, I'm here with the with the animals. Oh, we have a cat too, which I um, I forgot about. And then I have um, uh, my my amazing wife that uh, allows me to do all of these these crazy things that I do, and um, and three amazing sons. Um, and I, uh, the ages I already mentioned: Thomas, Tyler, and Casey. There, and they're all out having a good time. Um, Is it through a like a family group meetup or are they just solo by themselves doing stuff while you're holding the, the fort down and working? Yeah, they're, um, they're camping with, um, a friend of my wife's and, um, she, she actually has three, um, or she and her husband have three, um, boys as well. So it's, uh, the two wives and, um, six, six boys. So, and there's one Absolutely. of the dogs right now. Um, yeah, um, I'm sure they're having a good time. That's cool. Yeah, well, camping is one of our go-tos. We try and get out uh, at least once a month in the in the summertime. Uh, my wife has also transitioned. Her name's Patty. Out of uh, working for somebody formerly in the in the field of physical therapy, and she's stepped more into this health and wellness space. She has a genetic condition called Ehlers-Danlos syndrome. So it comes with a myriad of disorders alongside of it that can present is, is a, a myriad of autoimmune things. And so she has it. And in the medical field, if you have something, you tend to want to specialize in it because then you can really nail down the best way to help yourself and then help other people. So she's now working for herself, mm -hmm. which has been a super cool transition for her. She definitely deserves, uh, you know, the time and some more freedom. She's got some amazing resources on the, on the web as well, right? For that. Um, yeah. That so we're, uh, if anybody has heard of that, or if you're like, that sounds like that hypermobility disorder that I know nothing about, Neither does anybody else that I just got diagnosed with. Her name's Patricia Stott. And, you know, we're on the web as Elevation Wellness on Instagram. It's Elevation underscore Wellness underscore CO. So, yeah, thanks for that mention. Appreciate it. And then we have yeah. two kiddos. Ronan is our son. He just turned six. And then Haley is our daughter. She turns eight in November as she told as she told me today she's almost eight she's no longer seven and a half it's uh I guess half birthdays count for maybe a month and then we're on to almost eight so I have three older dogs that all lounge around together and we picked up a cat this past December to 
to round things out with three dogs, two kiddos, and one cat for that nice little cut down. Nice. So keeping us busy, we were at a water park today uh, for most of the day, which is, I'm sure, the same thing that you come off of long running Sunday morning, out and about, and coming home to a full family day, <laughs> pretty much right after you inhale some food. Mm-hmm. That's the normal routine on a Sunday. Yeah, I'm usually, um, I'm uh, very fortunate that I usually get Sunday mornings to just go and hang out either by myself in nearby mountains and trails or with with some of my running friends in the, in the local area. And then the afternoons usually, or uh, always, I think, spent hanging out with, with family. Which is that is nice. Awesome. It's a good way to end the weekend. Yeah, absolutely. So I think that pretty much sums up you know, a little bit about us. Do you want to close out this little intro session with, a, with why we identify so strongly to running? Yeah, I mean, I kind of, I, I touched on it before, right? I mean, I think, um, I, mean, I just love the, well, I love the simplicity of it, right? That you can, um, you can just lace up your shoes and no matter, pretty much no matter where you are in the world. And I've, I've been fortunate to um, travel to some pretty cool places. Um, even this year, I've been in some cool places and you can, the fact that you can just, you know, throw some shoes in your suitcase and throw those on, lace them up and go explore somewhere totally new um, by the power of your feet is, is pretty awesome. And then the, you know, the sort of the challenge part I mentioned before, kind of pushing yourself to an right, uncomfortable kind of place. Finding that, the, that new definition you, of you or. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what you learn from that, I think. Um, and that's one of the things I think we'll probably touch on quite a bit, right. Is that those, those points that you cross in your running, whether that's in training or in recovery or um, in a race or even discovering that, um, you know, the merits of commuting to and from work on a bike and how that impacts your running all of, but all of those things you learn along the way, I think translate into other, other parts of your life as well. Um, so I think um, just running has this ability to um, translate beyond just um, making you a better runner into um, improving all parts right. of your no, life. Those are, those are super solid points. I was trying to think back. I remember when I was a kid, I liked to run. And I always thought that was kind of weird. And I've always tried to figure out why, honestly. I, was it a comfort thing? You know, if you think about skills, which running is certainly a skill, right? So if we started doing that at two, two and a half, three, what have you, it's arguably our longest running uh, athletic skill that we've been participating in, right? So I wonder, I remember going out and playing and whether it was capture the flag or it was just, we needed to be running. Put me in something where we're moving. It probably also serves my fidgety nature itself. But yeah, I've been super fortunate to be able to, you know, find a, a pathway with it to to be able to continue it minus a handful of injuries and surgeries things of that nature along the way uh, which i think 
by the way, probably another topic in itself is have nurtured my respect for it even more, which I certainly don't regret having to go through, but yeah, it's been, uh, it's been quite the journey. I tell you, one of the things I, I love more than anything, um, is watching my, my sons, um, run. There's just this, um, your comments about, you know, how, that's one of your longest memories of kind of, you know, loving the, just loving running um, from when you're a kid. I mean, just watching the, um, the joy in a young kid's face as they, um, you know, run all out um, is, uh, is pretty awesome. Great. Well, I think that's a great place to end this little intro session. Looking forward to doing some more. We'll probably, try and spit out a couple topics to release this with after we chat for a bit. And yeah, this is fun. That was fun. And it's only going to get better, right? This is our first one. And I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to doing more of these and getting, getting better at it and talking, getting more in depth in some of the stuff we like to chat about. Yeah. We'll chew on some content. <laughs> Yeah. All right, buddy. Well, I will catch you later. Have a good one. Yeah, you too. We hope you, you enjoyed our conversation today. Be sure to hit the subscribe button on Apple iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you find your podcasts. Send us any comments, feedback, questions, or positive vibes on Instagram. David Welch can be found under the handle Plant Powered Running, all one word. And Tom Stott can be reached at elevation underscore running. We'll see you en route to your next adventure.